Marikat. Thank you Hi. for being here. <laughs> yes, thanks for having me. How have you been? I know you have been on vacation because you mentioned that while we were doing yeah. the schedule. So what? How how are you? I am great, thank you. Yeah, I was taking a little uh, road trip through Texas. <laughs> you drove with you and your yeah. family, or just alone? Yeah. Um, well, I was uh, traveling with with a friend, mm-hmm. a new friend. But um, yeah, I visited my family while. I was there and just flew in, rented a car and hit every, you know, major city. And I just wanted to see what it was like. And it was beautiful. How long was your road trip? A week. A week? We hit, we hit, um, we flew into Dallas, Waco, Austin, San Antonio and Houston. So how come Texas only? Is it close to, wait, is Is Miami close to Texas? I have no idea. No, right? No, it it was just a shorter flight. The shortest uh, time zone change. It just seemed easy to do versus like California or uh, I think we're also considering Phoenix. We just wanted to see if we got along being together for a week straight. (laughs) Gotcha. Is this a potential romantic partner? Maybe. <laughs> talk about that later. Yeah. So what have you been up to after the show? Are you still in Miami or you moved back to Springfield? Yeah, no. After the show, I moved into my own apartment. Still in Miami, not in South Beach anymore. I am in um, Brickell now. It's a totally different animal, but I am, I'm getting used to it. It's kind of like a little mini New York, little city life. And, uh, but it's beautiful. I can't complain about being in, in Miami at all. How, come, and, you de- um, how come you decided to start a YouTube channel? I have loved making content, making these kind of silly videos since I was very young. Gotcha. I think I started my first channel when I was 10 years old. No way! Yeah! <laughs> On YouTube? Yeah, there's some, and it's still up there. If you guys can find it, you've got some serious blackmail. <laughs> I want to find it, but what kind of YouTube videos are you making at 10? Yeah, see, I didn't, I didn't go down the right path. I wasn't one of those girls that started, because that was like right when YouTube started, right? And all the girls that got on there in the very beginning, and they were making the beauty videos and the lifestyle videos, they all blew up really fast. Right now, they have millions of um, subscribers, but I was just a little country girl and I loved horses <laughs> and my passion was just like filming myself riding horses and posting that so <laughs> I had I think I got like a, a thousand subscribers and I was stoked I thought I was like really famous you know <laughs> that's pretty good but, um, I don't even have yeah. a, a thousand YouTube subscribers and I'm 37 years old you have a thousand <laughs> when you're 10 years old yeah <laughs> Yeah, I did that until I was about maybe 14 or 15 until before I started getting interested in uh, boys. Before <laughs> <And laughs> the hormones start taking over. Yeah, and then I kind of started it up again when I was in, when I first moved to Miami, which and was then, when I was 22. How old are you now? I am almost 25. That's it? I feel like you're an old soul you carry yourself really? very maturely yes even on the show you I look young you dating. look young but you are not you're not a drama queen at all 
No. Or are you? No, no, no. No, no, I can't. I think people, that was the best part of the show for me, reading the comments from um, people that watched it. They, huh. they said two things about me over and over and over. They said, she's so boring and she does coke. Because she, like, she's so low energy and she's definitely on cocaine. It's like, which one is it? I don't think you can have both. <laughs> yeah, I think people that are on cocaine are usually high energy. Hyper, yeah. yeah. And people that smoke weed are usually the ones that are more mellow. Yeah, no, so no. Clearly, the people who made comments have not smoked either weed or cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, I've just, I've always been like that very streamlined non-dramatic easygoing I just I think I think I kind of do it more for myself I think it's it's just better to not stress about things like I just don't let things affect me you know it's just it's pointless to get worked up over little tiny things that did you spend time in Springfield at all last year because of COVID or were you in Miami I went to Springfield maybe 10 times (laughs) And I wow, drove up the time. Yeah, I drove up there maybe five times, and then for filming, we went up there a bunch as well. And usually, when you come back to visit your family, you stay with your dad. I'm assuming because on the show you were filming a lot with him. Mm-hmm. No, I actually stay with my grandma, and that's where pretty much all the filming was done at her house. Um, just because she lives in the town that I actually grew up in. My dad lives in Springfield, but I actually grew up in a town right outside of Springfield called Chatham. And it's just, it's more central for us. And so we stay in a, with our grandma when we visit. So I actually, I saw the bond that you have with your dad. And I was really touched because my dad abandoned me when I was a teenager. So when your mom, your mom and dad divorced, they, who did you have to choose? Did they make you choose? No, I actually was so blessed and so lucky with the way that it all happened with them. They got divorced when I was really young, maybe four or five years old. And yeah, it was, it was a long time ago. And I, I, they were the best co-parents that you could think of so what happened was my mom had a house Ah. and my dad moved into a little house literally (laughs) less than a quarter mile away it's like Uh right across the street almost and the split between us was every other day (laughs) so it's like Monday moms Tuesday dad and then every other weekend so it was like a 50-50 split and they lived almost next door so it was really easy for us I think it was it was a little more difficult for me growing up because they were so different in their parenting styles. So it's like my dad was super strict and super, I don't want to say helicopter, but he was always like right on top of us. You know, what are you doing? Cause I was a little bit of a troublemaker in school and my mom was very, very hands off. She, she ran, she runs a um, home daycare and so by the end of the day, she's just tired, but she just wants to go to sleep. So she'd just go in her room and kind of like, watch tv or whatever so we didn't really spend a ton of time with her but my dad was always doing things with us and spending time with us so going back and forth I could get away with a lot more with my mom <laughs> than my Gosh, dad <laughs> yeah what about your siblings do they have the same arrangement too yeah so I only have one full brother and um 
he decided to stay with my dad when I moved to Florida. So, but when we were both living in Illinois, it was the same situation. We went back and forth at the same time. Was your relationship with your dad always as organic as that? Or was there a period where you guys didn't talk and you were distant? Yeah. No, growing up, we were both, my brother and I were both really close to our dad just because I think ah. he, well, he is a child, like at heart, like he's just very, very young and fun. And like, like he would love watching the Disney movies with us and he loved doing things that kids love to do. And he just, he really loves kids because he's a big kid. And um, so I think we related with him a lot more. Like he teaches Taekwondo, he teaches little kid classes. He loves it. He loves children. So I think we were much closer with him. But when I moved to Florida, of course, you know, we got a little distant. And when I first moved to Florida, it was a little difficult because at that point, like right after I turned 18, I started dating um, my first boyfriend that I had that was older, like much older. And of course, as you can imagine, that was really hard <laughs> for either one of my parents to wrap their heads around because it was just so out of the blue. It's not really anything that I did before, but I just... I was like, yeah, I'm dating a 61-year-old and I'm 18. <laughs> and uh, so it took him a few years to kind of get used to that. So there was a little bit of a distance between us during that time. When you were younger, when you were in high school, did you already know that you have a thing for older men and you just waited until you were 18 to do it? No, not at all. <laughs> um, with me, I actually had a kind of a long-term boyfriend that, like I will always hold in my heart, like my first love. And I, I, he was everything to me. He got me through high school. Like I probably wouldn't even, I don't even know where I'd be if it weren't for him, like grounding me. But, um, he was actually a year younger. <laughs> we were together for almost two years and, um, his name was Niall. And no, it's just with me. I think I relate more with energy and it's about the person, you know, it's not, yeah, it doesn't matter what they look like or you know, where they come from, their age, it's just, you meet someone and it's just chemistry, right? Sometimes it just happens like that. And you, it's always when you least expect it as well. I, I met my first boyfriend, like I was not expecting it at all, but <laughs> we ended up being together for almost five years. Wow, I understand yeah. where you're coming from too, because I have dated, well, the oldest that I have dated is 20 years older than I am in my 20s and I'm 37 now and sometimes they're not you know sometimes they're a little bit overweight and my my friends just don't understand why I'm so into the guy and sometimes I don't understand it either I just yeah. I just do he's just funny he makes me laugh <laughs> and then after we broke up like I have no idea why I was so into him but when I was <laughs> him I was really into him but it's always like you know what <laughs> talk about like pot belly and I mean but he was so funny you know and it's just that charisma that he had is what attracted me to him initially so it's the same kind of situation I mean he he definitely looked his age and yeah, I don't thought I was crazy for being attracted to him but I was it's just it's just how it was when you were 18 how did you meet this 61 year old guy because I don't think there was Instagram or Facebook no, there was. Well, there was? Maybe, maybe there wasn't. But no, how I met oh. him was before I left uh, Florida, I was in a different relationship. No, before I left Illinois, I'm sorry. 
I had like old jewelry that an ex had given me and I wanted to sell it. So I went into a, like a jewelry store or something yeah. and to huh. sell it, to show it. Uh-huh. And, um, the owner of the jewelry store, that's how we met. <laughs> But how do you, how do you even, so when you meet him, do you already have chemistry? Do you already have that, you know, have that feeling for him or does that come after he asked you out and after a couple of dates i think like initially he was very good looking like and he is he's just like he's ripped he's got a full head of hair even now he's almost 70 we're still good friends he's really hot like he is just beyond good looking <laughs> and like he takes very good care of himself which he also taught me about like health and fitness and how to properly fuel your body you know, to be healthy. Um, but so initially I was attracted to him and I think most of us young girls are, you know, <laughs> a really good, well-kept older man, which is like, damn. Right. But, um, no, we spent time talking, looking over the jewelry and just spending time. And I think by the end of that visit, I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he's definitely good looking and, and different. And for me, it was also, I was going through it. When I first moved to Florida, I was pretty like depressed and because it was my senior year of high school. Ah. And so I was like leaving all my friends and, and just trying to find my way. And I actually really wanted to go back. I was like, I don't want to go here. I hate Florida. Da, 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 da. My dad wouldn't let me move back. <laughs> well, he would let me move back, but there was like a very strict list of conditions that I would have to follow if I did move back and I was not interested because like I said back then I was a little rebellious yeah teenager <laughs> is this the same guy that you interview on your YouTube channel the the jeweler yes oh okay 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 I know who you're talking about now yes yeah. he's very good looking until right now so I I I saw that, uh, I saw that, I saw that video. It was like a, a while back, right? It was like a few months ago. Oh, it was only a few months ago. Yeah, I saw that video. And that was recorded in your house or at his house? His house. And how did you even be friends for so long? Wasn't he jealous when you start dating Rick? Yeah, we, we definitely, uh, distance ourselves when that happened it's ah, okay when I found out about the show he was not happy but he I guess he because Rick Rick's family was in the jewelry business as well I guess and, oh. and my ex Jeremy the guy from the video he he has a retail store but he does mostly wholesale so I guess he knew a lot of people that knew Rick's dad and I guess the people that knew Rick's dad told him that Rick was a horrible person blah 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 stay away from him, whatever. And I just didn't listen. So he was kind of mad at me about that. But he and I had like a, like a soul connection that I, I know that I will never find with anyone. Like our relationship is really, really special. And um, like we, we care about each other. I will love him forever. Like it's just, he, I spent almost a quarter of my life, now a fifth of my life, God, I'm getting old <laughs> with him. So it's just, he's, he's very important to me. Can you talk about more about the soul connection that you have with him? It's just with him, we just related with everything. And we, in a way, it was almost unhealthy looking back on it, how we spent every waking moment together. Like we'd wake up together, we'd have coffee, we'd sit outside by the pool and eat oatmeal, and then we'd go to work or go to the gym, and then we'd leave work, and then we'd go 
get some dinner or I cook for him and then we'd sit in bed all night and watch Netflix. Like that was our cycle for five years. And we had almost no contact with like outside friends or anything like that. We were just very, very dependent on one another. And I don't know, it's just, I was going through a lot, it's, especially when you're, you're 18, those are 18 to 21, I think it was. Those are like the most formative years <laughs> as a young woman, you know, and I was really finding myself in, and like I said, he taught me so much about life and my perspective on where I'm going to go. Just everything completely changed. And it just, we just bonded. And Did your dad meet Jeremy? Yes, he met him one time. What about yes. your high school boy boyfriend? Did your dad meet him too? Yes, yeah. Gotcha. And how did you, how did you hear about marrying millions? Did they find you on social media? Yes, they found um, my, my stuff and they reached out to me. And I've actually had these shows reaching out to me for... <laughs> forever but I just with my ex Jeremy he was very private he didn't really want to put himself out there like that so I understood so anytime I get a message he'd be like don't respond you know just ignore it and I got one in front of Rick and he's just like yeah do it Let, might as well respond see what happens and and the interview process was so long we did these Skype interviews with the network for like months what? and and finally they just called us and like yep you got it <laughs> Like, oh my god <laughs> what was the interview process like do you fly in because this was before covid right yeah yeah no it was just all through like skype i don't even think oh. zoom was a thing back then it was, like, <laughs> it was all skype this is before zoom really took off and no they just asked questions about our lives and our past and our family like they just they just want to try to find a way to see if there's a story, you know, if there's something yeah. interesting enough to capture an audience attention for a whole season of a show. And they interviewed like me, they interviewed all of our family members multiple times and friends. And it was very, very, very tedious and long. But, and Rick was so negative the whole time. He's like, we're not going to get it. I know we're not going to get it. Nah, 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 nah. I'm just like, we're going to get it. It's okay. We're going to get it. There's no way we're not going to get it. And we got it. So <laughs> is Rick your set? Is Rick, your boyfriend after Jeremy? Yes. Yeah. He gotcha. Was, so that's... It was like a heartbreak. I really hate to say it, but it was kind of like a... I instantly got with Rick <laughs> after Jeremy. It, it wasn't really meant to be like that. What happened, how I met Rick, um, he was like following me on Instagram. What? And messaging me. And one time I was in Miami with my brother and we were walking down Lincoln Road and uh -huh. Rick was there and he saw me ran up to me. Oh my God, I can't believe that you're here. Da, 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 da. And uh, he invited us over to his boat, but we didn't go. And then, and so that was like the first time I met him. And then I was back in Miami and I text him and he was like, who's this? He didn't even say my number. I was like, this is me. Erica. And he was like, oh my God, do you wanna, you know, let me take you out to dinner. And so I let him take me out to dinner. I'm and, sorry, uh, that's so funny the way you say it. He didn't even say my number. I know, he had no idea. If I didn't save his number, this would have never happened. <laughs> and he took me out to dinner and that's when I started to like him. So, But I was going to move to Miami when I broke up with Jeremy. Um, I was going to move to Miami with my friend 
And he was like, well, you know, if you want, you can just come stay on my boat with me for like a week or two while you're looking for apartments. So you don't have to rent, like spend money on a hotel or something. I said, okay, that'd be awesome. And so I'm down there and my friend then bailed. She's like, I can't move to Miami. And at this point I'm starting to really like Rick. And I mean, it just, it happened really fast. And he really wanted me there. He was really pressuring me. He's like, you just stay here, just live here, just live here. Like live on the boat with me. And I was like, okay. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> oh. doesn't it rock back rock. and forth yes yes and you're okay i got used with, to it with oh you got used to it i don't know if i can do it so it i didn't bigger so it wasn't as bad as like a smaller boat like it, it was it didn't rock as bad because it was larger okay good so larger boats do not rock it's more stable than a smaller boat got it I didn't know that when you met Jeremy, you were still in Springfield. That must be harder. Oh, no, I didn't. No, this is right when I, this is right after I moved to Florida that I met Jeremy. Oh, gotcha. I was already here. Gotcha. Yeah. I was going to say that must be really awkward if you're still living under one of your oh, parents. Oh, no, I was 17. No, that's not, <laughs> that's not oh, legal. Gotcha. <laughs> and so you mentioned that uh, Rick was following you on Instagram. Did he tell you how he found you on Instagram? No, I have no idea. Yeah? And <laughs> do you watch other reality shows? I really don't watch TV. I don't. You don't? I watch a little tiny bit of Netflix, but I don't really watch TV. I don't even have a TV in my apartment. I just, I can't be bothered with it. So no, I don't. I don't. Sometimes on YouTube, I'll watch like reaction channels. Like my favorite, his name is 16 Leo. Wait, I'm now. Yeah, he's so funny. 16 so Leo? Funny. Yeah. 16-L-E-O? Okay. Yeah, but you spell it 16. He is so funny. Why? What's he makes all, he great makes about all this the, guy? He's just, he's so smart. Like, I think he's kind of like a genius. Like, he's just so quick. And just the things that he says is so funny. But he makes the the videos about, like, a 90 Day Fiance. Uh, Big Ed and all those. So I love watching those. Like, it's so funny. But I've never actually sat down and watched the show. I barely even watched my show, honestly. <laughs> what? Why not? <laughs> you don't want to watch your own scene? Scary. <laughs> Why do you cringe at yourself? Sometimes, especially because, like, we filmed it. And then COVID happened. It took so long for them to finish it and edit it. So it's like watching it, it felt like it wasn't even me. It was so long ago. It's just like a past life almost. And it's, but it was, it was an experience for sure. I don't know. What, <laughs> was, your could, ex, what was your expectations joining the show? I, the, really the only reason that I agreed to do it is because of the YouTube channel. I wanted to kind of bring attention to that yeah <laughs> okay yeah and, and what were you doing when you got the call that hey you're hired for the show I honestly I don't even remember I really don't <laughs> I was probably I think I was at my mom's house making candles or something but I don't remember exactly the reaction that I had oh Wow, so the candles that you're selling right now on, on your website, are those candles that you make yourself? Yeah, I make it all. I make the what? labels and the, yeah. I thought I it was marketing. I thought, no, I, you thought, it, I thought you, there? 
It's huh? like candle supplies. I have all these boxes and stuff everywhere up there. It's all candle making. I am stuff. so it's all sorry. Stuff under I my did bed. Not know that. Everybody, if you want some candles, Erica <laughs> is making Handmade. candles. Yes. Yeah, with her own hands. What is the website yes. again to buy your candles? It's on Etsy, but it's called uh, my shop is called Inspire Candle Shop. Inspired candle shop. Yes. So how do you learn? How do you make a candle? Actually, you gotta take the there's wax, different types wax. of waxes and fragrance oils, and you have to basically melt the wax at a to a very specific temperature, and then add wait for it to cool off, and then add the fragrance, and wait for that to cool off, and you have to mix it the right way, and then you pour it. And it's it's not a very complex. Um, process but it is very mathematical and if you mess up the temperatures at all it it can be really bad or if you add too much fragrance oil it can explode like it's just bad <laughs> yeah it's it's it was but i learned it through the pandemic actually i i was bored and i was looking for things to do on amazon they had like a make your own candle at home diy kit so i was like okay i'll try that and i made them and they turned out like horrible they were so disgusting, like oh, so bumpy and the colors were gross and they didn't smell good at all. And I was like, why did I mess this up? I followed the directions. So I kind of got obsessed with it a little and started doing a lot of research. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is kind of fun. And I really love it. It's, it's been really great. I've done over 500 sales now in a year. And it's been it's been really great. And how how did you melt the wax? Do you just me uh, uh, melt it on your stove pot? Yeah, you do like a double boiler kind of method. Some like simmering water with a pitcher with the weighted wax. And how long does it take to make like one candle? One batch? Yeah. Um, just like one specific scent, it, can, it takes like 10 minutes. Oh, okay, great. Mm, I'm going to try one of your candles. And <laughs> I know that you make them yourselves. Yeah, I'll send you one. So who's um how long were you dating Rick uh before you got on the show? Mm, maybe July, maybe like six, seven months, eight months, maybe at the most. How do you endure that though? I really do admire that about you. How do you endure the criticism and the looks that you get? Because I know you notice them. Yes. It's it's really interesting. I get asked this all the time. Of course. And it's just <laughs> and it's like I said in the very beginning, I'm so blessed to be unbothered naturally, but I think that what really what really um helped me completely be okay with it and to not uh -huh. care it's just I I started to look around like I love people watching and I love kind of psychoanalyzing anyone that I'm around and it's just I came to realize especially reading the comments on YouTube you know it's like huh. these people that make comments these nasty comments like one they would never ever say that in real life I've never had someone ever you know, yeah, maybe you get looks, but I mean, here in Miami, it's not that big of a deal, but you know, you get looks when you go out with someone older, but no one has ever come up to me and said something, especially not anything close to what people leave in the comment sections, you know, like, oh, you're a golder, you're this and that. No one has ever said that to me in real life. They may be like glance, but even then, like they're, they're cowardly, they're not going to come up and say anything. But the thing is, is that people that are very miserable and they, especially the ones that don't realize that they're miserable. 
they lash out and they try to make other people feel bad because it's just when they see something that triggers them internally, they lash out Mm -hmm. and they want to make you feel bad. Like they want you to feel that pain or discomfort that they feel within themselves. And it's just, it's really sad. And I, I really feel for people that are like that. Like, so that's my reaction. You know, someone leaves a really nasty comment. They go out, they go out of their way. They're short time here on earth. They're, you know, 24 hours in a day, they take time to get on their computer and type out something really mean, especially the long paragraphs. Ooh. I read that. I just think like, I'm so sorry that you're going through this. You know, it's just, I feel for them. I feel bad. And I think that's just my advice to anyone that, you know, gets offended by things like that. Is to just truly understand that it has nothing to do with you. Everyone will always have something nasty to say. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, it's just that, everyone will always have something to say about you, but it's just something, it's a reflection of their, their selves. You know, it's, for example, with me, I would never do that. I would never in a billion years go online and say something negative because one, what is the point? Two, (laughs) this is another thing is that it's a public comment. Anyone can read it and it's there forever. Even if you delete it, you can see it. What if you're, and I always think to myself, with these people that write these comments, I said, what if your grandma read that comment that you just posted? Like, that's so embarrassing. Like, it makes you look bad publicly. It's like, if you are in public and you go out and you start screaming at someone in public, you're this, you're that, da, da, da. Yeah. it makes you look so bad. So it's just, you have to understand that, that uh, mindset of someone that does something like that. They are hurt inside and it should not bother you at all. You should just feel bad for them and wish them well. You know, it's just, hopefully they feel better soon. The fact that you are naturally unbothered is bothering people. I was actually shocked to hear you said, I'm just unnaturally, I'm just naturally unbothered. I thought you were going to say, Oh yeah, I struggle, but I got used to it, but no, it just comes no. naturally. I don't really give a fuck what you think. Yeah. But also for me, it's just, I don't get obsessed about it. I, I'm very lucky to just, I don't look at the internet as real life. <laughs> like I don't, I don't read this stuff and think, Oh my God, they really, this is really me. Like, you know, it's just, it's like a different world. It doesn't really feel real. And it's the same thing when I, like I said, when I watch a show, it's weird. It, when I watch my old YouTube videos, it, it doesn't even feel like me. It's just, <laughs> it's like an out of body experience. You yeah. feel so disconnected. Like I'm watching some other person. And do you do you get jealous of any of your ex-boyfriends that after you break up, they, they date someone younger than you? No. You don't? No, not at all. No. no. It doesn't trigger you at all. You just really move on. You're like, whatever, because I'm dating someone older too. No, that doesn't have anything to do with it either. I was actually single for a long time. I'm still single, but I am like kind of, talking with someone but um I just I look at it as like I'm trading up and you if I ever come public with this guy that I'm talking to who you want to talk about trading up you know it's like slowly slowly you are doing the right thing too by by going slow and not being public so fast because you know that you have fans too and you also have haters so you might have haters going after him when you become public yeah that was a huge thing for me as well like dating because when i when i first became single Ah. i did try to date younger people i tried to my age group was like 
I think the youngest I went out with was 28 and even that was not good, but like 30 to 40, that was kind of where I was trying to stay in. And, and in the beginning I was very stupid and I opened my mouth, like talking about the show Mm. and that was a big mistake. (laughs) That was like, I think that turned people off a lot because because the show does not portray it does not look good you know it's like i i feel like in the show i didn't do anything bad i didn't act in a way that was unbecoming to me i was very cautious of that to only say and act in a way that i would in real life even though you know the the um the network kind of wanted to follow a storyline to make it interesting i didn't I wasn't, I wasn't overly dramatic, I don't think so. But when you just look it up, it looks bad, I think. If you, do, if you watch it, it's not that bad. But if you just Google Erica marrying millions, it doesn't look so good. All the news articles about how she's a gold digger and she's this and she's that. And so I think that turned off a lot of men. I was actually biking in Rollerblade. Yeah, we were biking through South Beach for the guy that I was really, really interested in. Like, I really like this guy. 43, hot as can be. Who? Bank, oh, he was only there. 43. <laughs> yeah, only 43. Perfect. Had his shit together and ready to settle down. And we were we were going through Your it. Your dad will approve. My dad, would, my dad would kiss his toes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were rollerblading. We were biking. I was ah. rollerblading. He was biking. And ah. it was during uh, spring break. One person goes by, are you still with Rick? I'm like, oh, no. And then we kept going. Another person, I watched the show you're on. And, and I hadn't told this guy about it yet. Oh. Yeah. And that ended very shortly after he found out about that. It's just, it's bad. But this guy that I'm talking to now, he doesn't, he doesn't care. <laughs> oh, wait. I thought that you are talking about. So this is not the 43-year-old that you just mentioned just now. No, the guy that I'm talking about ah, is a little older than that. <laughs> gotcha. I thought you were. I thought you were talking about the 43 year old. That's why I was just like, and he's only 43. Yeah, I know. The show cock blocked the hell out of me for sure for a long time. <laughs> cock block, so weird to hear. <laughs> like literally cock block, right? <laughs> but it's okay. Things are things are. How coming. old is the guy that you're dating now? Oh my god. 65 65 a young man what do you with your experiences dating older men what do you think you why do you think you gravitate towards older older guys i think the main thing is just ah. how do i explain this they're just they're so much less problematic Mm. and they're so much calmer in the sense like they have their life put together they're not looking for drama they're less likely to in my experience to mess around like they just seem to be more serious and I tried I tried really hard because when I broke up with Rick I was like no I need to date someone my closer to my own age I need to try to rein this in maybe try something a little more normal and I did I tried for like six seven yeah, six, seven months, and just, I, nothing, I couldn't meet anyone that I really worked well with, and this guy is just, it just happens, like I said, just happens by chance, and, and we get along great, and it's just more serious, I think it's like a sense of comfort and reliability, almost, not in the sense of money, like, it has nothing to do with that, it's just, he's the only one that 
you know, texts me every day and calls me every day and, and makes the effort to be around me. And I think it's also a generational thing. It's just, there's so much more polite and gentlemen. Like it's just, there's, it's a totally different animal than your basic 30 to 40 year old. So when it comes to libido with older men, do you tolerate bad sex? No, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't had that experience. Okay, so what? I mean, the younger guys were yeah, definitely more standards? energetic, but but the older men, I think they're more um, their energy is more oriented towards the woman in pleasing her. It's not like so selfish. But the, I mean, the younger guys definitely have more energy, you know, like little energizer bunnies. But it's just, it's not as like um, intimate, you know. It's it's not as connected for me. Like, it feels like it's just, like, they're using me to get themselves off, and I don't like that. It's, like, disconnected, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's more, uh, it's, it's more self-pleasure instead of intimacy. Mm-hmm. And um, who, are you in touch with anyone from the show? I we? have met, yeah, we don't, I don't really talk regularly with anyone from the show but i've met bill and brie i met um danny and donovan i talked with noni a little bit and rodney and i mean i've chatted a little bit with everyone but i've only met those two couples i wish there was a reunion i know me too i was it really hoping so there'd be like a tell-all or something yeah wow. i kept trying to get bill to do like a like a finale thing yeah he hotel. can do it do it in his hotel I know. I know at the hotel but he they didn't like that idea like we need to get everyone from the show there all seven couples and we need to have a party and <laughs> it just it didn't happen well, Sadly. since there's no word on season three yet, I guess Bill can still host a party and invite all of you and then hire his own production crew. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, Bill. Yes, Get it he done, can. Bill. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you hear I did some Googling earlier on and today I doubt you even heard heard about this. I saw this oh, on, on TMZ. Yes, yes. Oh, yep. you did? So my mom sent it to me. <laughs> yeah, he said it wasn't. He actually uh, gave an update and said that he was innocent of the accusation. And that he said anyone who knows me in the city knows that I'm not capable of assault sexual or otherwise hopefully all of my colleagues and friends will give me the benefit of the doubt until i prove my innocence in court yeah no i i was really shocked when i read that me too. Too. when i met him he's not really he's like what he is on the show but he's he's not he's not so like out there like uh, flamboyant in real life he's very very nice and very calm and i wouldn't think that he would have that in him but my mom did send me that article this morning. <laughs> He's really a really like nice guy. Him. I did really like him. I love yeah. Brie too. Yeah. I like everybody on the show. Yeah. Usually, <laughs> usually on the show, there will be like one particular person or a villain that I don't like based on how production portrayed them. Mm -hmm. But I find it hard to really dislike anyone from marrying millions. Yeah. I got because so lucky. It really, we have such a great group. Yes. It is a very great group because it doesn't, uh, 
I also, because they find the right people of the show, I really felt connected um, to a lot of the cast, especially with you, just because your soul, you're just very mature for your mm-hmm. age. And I'm very shocked. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> a Thank few you. more questions. Do you okay. remember if there are any instances where something was aired, but it was not as what it seemed? No. <laughs> no, it's, it's like I said, it's like uh, I was very cautious on what I said and how I acted. And I, I know, at least I've heard rumors. It's not like they came out and said, we're going to twist what you do and what you say, which is make it fit what we want it to. But but I was like, I always had that in my head because that's what everyone, you know, says that they do. So it's like, be very straightforward, careful with your words. But it was also very hard for me filming because I was very, I was kind of sick the whole time. Really? <laughs> Living on the boat with, I don't know what it was. Rick swears to God up and down that there's no mold on the boat. But when I lived there, I was so congested every single moment of the day, like to the point where I'd have like snot just like dripping out of my nose uncontrollably and it was like that filming every time we filmed I had to blow my nose like every 30 seconds and it was miserable and I used to take a lot of um like decongestants and apparently that made your pupils um dilate that's why people said that I was on drugs because we were curious we were watching it and we see the comments yeah her pupils are so dilated we're like they are like why (laughs) I started googling like why can your pupils dilate and it's because of all the the allergy medication that I was taking, uh-huh. and it was it was very miserable for me. I was I really dreaded it, and it, it it really upsets me now that I kind of feel like I I missed out on that experience a little just because I was so sick, and I just I'm like oh, I just don't want to do this. I don't want to be here, but obviously I had to. So that was kind of sad, but it they did a good job. <laughs> What are some things that you will not put up in a relationship anymore that you used to when you were younger? I will not deal with someone that is controlling and selfish. I don't think that there's any time for people that tell you what you can do, where you can go, how you should dress, like just little things like that. I I, I raise my standard a lot, but also just immaturity. You got to be with someone that can communicate openly their feelings. And I think that's something that got in the way with Rick and I, and it's something that Rick admitted all the time that he would do, that I would do something or say something that would bother him and he would just not say anything about it. And And he said it himself. He said, he said it like a hundred times while we were together. I let things build up and build up and build up and build up. And then I explode. And the thing is with Rick is that he, he's not really emotionally mature. So he would kind of explode in a very childish loud you know temper tantrum kind of way like i'm leaving i'm leaving and i half the time i wouldn't even really understand why because i'm like what what like he's like oh well you did this last week and that also yesterday and like if i do something that bothers you just like let's talk about it when it happens so that i know and then i don't do it you know it's like it's a respect thing you got to be with someone that respects your boundaries and if they behave in a way that upsets you if it's like rational you know, sometimes a little irrational expectations but like if he says oh whenever you do this it bothers me 
I would make the effort to not do that. But if you don't communicate with that, if you don't communicate that with me and you just let it build up this anger and resentment and you explode, it's like nothing productive can happen. When someone is super angry like that, you can't have a, a productive conversation and nothing yep. gets established. You just, it was almost like I had to let him just like let it out of his system, you know? And then after that, we can sit down and we can talk about it. I, forgot. I feel bad. I feel like I'm like bashing him. Like I'm really no, not you're angry. not. I'm glad <laughs> you're. A, I'm glad you're good honest. <laughs> I spent a lot of time with him, obviously, because I wanted to, and I really did love him, and we had a great time together. But they're just little. I'm just trying to, you know, give your audience some red flags and yeah, things to look out for. The the one of the reasons why I felt uh when connected I when I said connected I felt like I just really admire your your guts because you went through so much to be with Rick you know and put up with all of the problems with your family but towards the end you made a decision based on yourself not for your family or for Rick yes. and that's really hard and that was the most shocking scene and that was real right yeah I mean I did I definitely didn't end things with him because of what my family thinks like I, I would never do anything like that ever like I love my family but it's like I'm not the kind of person that makes decisions in my life based off of what other people think but it's just like I came to the realization that it's not what I wanted. It wasn't right. There was no reason for it. And I think that Rick just wanted to get married so that he could tell everyone I was his wife. Like it would make no difference in our, in our like day to day relationship. I think when you get married with someone, you're making a commitment to be with them forever and you want to have kids and you want to grow and you know, it's like a lifelong thing. And he told me when we first met, he'd never get married again. He wasn't, he wasn't, in that mind space. So by the end of it, how, how it was, how he would see how it was affecting me with my family, you know, and he didn't care at all. Like, he's just like, I want to get married. I want to get married. We're doing this. Let's get married. I want you as my wife. It just made me realize that it was more of something that he just really wanted it for him. Not so much because he wanted to grow with me and, and have a family or life or whatever. Because he doesn't like kids either. He told me from day one, I'm never having kids. I'm never getting married. And his tune just switched. I think he just wanted to be able to have me and say, this is my wife versus my girlfriend. I think it sounded better to him. But I just, it didn't make any difference. Like, nothing's going to change. Why do you have to, you know, make it legal? It's just, it's silly. Do you think he proposed and wanted to get married because of the cameras as well? I mean, maybe. I, I don't really know exactly what his thought process was, but he does love attention. Is there <laughs> a particular thing that happened where you said, okay, I cannot marry him? What is it? Like, how, why that day? What, what happened? Did you have a dream about something? <laughs> like, and you had a prophecy? No, I think really what it was is, and this is also something that I have learned from this experience. Like I learned a really important lesson ah. through this whole wedding process thing is that 
Okay. I didn't, I was kind of fighting it the whole time internally. Fighting I was like, there, like there was something in my gut that was kind of like, yeah, it's, it's not that I was thinking, oh, it's wrong and I shouldn't do it because it's him. It's just what I was saying. What is the point? Is this really something that I want to do at 23 years old? You know, uh, so internally going through the process, I'm just like, you know, I'm 23 Maybe it's not like I'm too young to be married, period. But it's just, I didn't really see the point of the whole thing. But he really wanted it, like I said. And I think that w as the time went on and there's just all this conflict and all this fight and like heads hitting, it's just like things should not be difficult like this. If something is supposed to happen, it should just come naturally. There, and there was conflict between Rick and I that's off camera and my family, you saw that on the show. I mean, it's just nothing was working out the way that it didn't feel like uh, natural. It, it just didn't flow at all. And my gut was just saying, you know, just pull the plug. You know, it's just, it was really shitty the way that it played out and it was really wrong. And I feel bad that it happened that way, but it's just like, what was the, the choice? It's like, either I just feel bad and tell him how I really feel and save myself a lot of pain and issues in the future for both of us going through a divorce or whatever. Yeah. Swallow it and, and, you know, say, okay, let's get married. Even though everything inside of me is saying, don't do it. You know, you have to listen to your gut. And I should have listened to my gut in the very beginning. But I learned <laughs> that you just got to follow your heart and listen to your gut. Your gut does not lie to you. Yeah, everyone. Remember, I also wrote a book called Intuition is Your Superpower yes. on Amazon. Yes. So everyone, check it out. Yes. <laughs> yes. I also talk about how certain different people have different sensations in their body that relates to intuition. You know, for me, a lot of the times uh, my intuition comes in form of like, a, how do I say it? Empty stomach feeling. Do you know what I'm talking yes. about? Yes. Like you have, it's almost like butterflies in your mm -hmm. butterflies in your stomach. Yeah. Uh, and whenever I feel that, you know, I always ask myself, is this intuition? Is this fear? Or is it ego? You know, yeah, for me, I feel it in a sense of like, mostly in my gut, but in my full body, it just feels like a full body resistance. It's like my body is instantly like fight or flight, like a freeze up, contracted kind of full body sensation where i'm just like no <laughs> is that what you felt that day oh yeah uh, on 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 the on the show when you were supposed yes. to yes and i also you know felt the guilt and the you know the sadness yeah. because i didn't know what it was going to do to our relationship but it just i i did what i had to do and i think that in the long run it was definitely the right thing for both of us i mean look at us we're not we're not together today <laughs> but, so the marriage would just been a horrible idea. Just getting married and a couple months later, we're just like, oh no, we don't want to be together. <laughs> what was scripted in the show? Scripted? Yeah. Nothing. Come on. No, no, no. no. Oh, they don't give us a script. I mean, they, they have like a general, like I said, a, a uh, timeline, not a timeline, but they have a direction that they want it to go, but it's not scripted. They don't tell us to like say this, say this, or give us an actual script. Like it's not like that at all. They're just like, this is what we're filming. Erica, head in this direction with the show. What do you mean that they have a 
direction that they want to go, you mean that they make up their own storyline? No. It's like I said with, through the, the interview process, when they ask all these questions with oh. you and your family, they try to see if there's a story. Because it has to flow like a story, or else it wouldn't make sense in people's mind. It has to be something oh. that an audience can follow. Like, there's an end to it, you know? It's like it, it builds up. I don't know how they do it exactly, the psychology of it, but <laughs> it definitely wasn't scripted. How much does it pay to be on reality TV? Not a lot. <laughs> Not a lot, but that wasn't that wasn't the motivation. It was uh, the YouTube channel, and even though they didn't plug it at all, they didn't really talk anything about what I do. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't talk a lot about the background of the people on the show. Yeah, but they did say influencer, which I did not ask them to do. By the way, I think that the reason they did that is because when we were doing the interview process, I didn't have like a real job, so I said, "Oh, I'm doing YouTube." So they put influencer. So I think that worked out in my favor because when they see influencer they're gonna look you up online yeah that's what happened. <laughs> i didn't tell them to do it what looking back what would you do differently mm, like on the show or just yeah on the show i would definitely try to enjoy it a little more like because i, I oh. think i got in my head just how i was feeling very sick and unhappy and Mm. and stressed about the whole thing I think I just kind of go back and you know be like just just go with it just enjoy a little more don't fight it so much and also I'd probably spend a little more time what I look like it was so funny I actually like botched Botox for the first half I went and got my lips done and the uh the woman that does my lips she's like when you talk you naturally like pull your lip this way a little bit and if you want, I could take one unit of Botox, like $10 worth of Botox, and I can put it right here in this muscle, and it'll make your mouth go, like, straight up and down so you don't pull. I was like, okay. And she did it, and she, like, messed it up. She hit the wrong muscle, and it actually froze the this half of my face. So it's like, you'll, you can see it when I talk in the first half. Like, it's like this. <laughs> like, it pulls down. It's frozen. But... Yeah, no, I I don't really have any regrets in my life. I, I I don't let myself think like that. I I think that every choice that I've made has led me to where I am today, and I don't I really don't have any regrets in my life at all. Um, I'm very happy with where I'm going, and I think I've learned a lot. I think sometimes you have to mess up, you have to stumble a little to pick yourself back up and learn lessons, important lessons in life. And I think I'm very blessed and lucky to be learning them so early <laughs> you know in life 24 and three quarters <laughs> how do you know when you're in in love how you does love feel love. like to you love for me when it just feels like you put them before yourself when you make that conscious decision I mean it's not always conscious but when you start thinking about all the things you want to do for them or you start thinking of the future with them and when you put yourself kind of on the back burner and you think, what can I do to make this person's life better? What can I do to make them happy? And, and you just, I think you just feel a connection with them. Like you just want to be around them all the time and it just feels right. It doesn't Ready? fight. You say that again. What about fighting? Like the the chemistry just flows, like it's nothing uh, blocking. 
the chemistry just flows and there's nothing blocking. And last, last question. <laughs> what is a meaningful life to you? I think a meaningful life to me mm. is living your life uninhibited, okay? Doing anyway. what you want to do. You got to find a passion. And that's hard. I'm still working on it as well. But I think that a meaningful life is a life that doesn't settle. Ah. I feel like most people in the world are very unhappy. They settle with a person or with a job or with a location. Or I think people kind of get brainwashed into this idea that there's a very linear path to life. Yeah. And there's a way that things need to be done. And that's definitely something that was ingrained in me growing up. Uh-huh. It's just like a small town. Like you get married when you graduate high school to your high school sweetheart and you go to a community college and you work as a receptionist or something. Like it's just like there's steps that people think you need to take to grow in life and it's just not how it is. And if there's something that doesn't feel right to you, you don't need to do it. And there are some, well, this is the biggest thing I've learned from dating older men and entrepreneurs. And yeah, there's so many paths in lives. There's, there's no right way to live. Mm. And you just got to find the path that works for you. And don't let, don't settle for anything, no matter what your family says, no matter what your friends say, you know, they're most of the time just jealous because they wish they could do the same thing. <laughs> Cause they're also miserable. Like we said with the internet haters. So I guess that's my meaningful life. Don't settle. Find what works for you and run with it. Yes. Congratulations on your new relationship. Hope everything works out. (laughs) Good things are coming your way. Yes. Thank you. And uh, please post more on your YouTube, please. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. Yes, because I get notification. Right when you right when you post, I get a notification telling me that Erica just posted a new video. So you have 40,000 40, subscribers that will get a message. Yes, I know. I need. I have a lot of big things coming up. I'm going to the Bahamas next week. I'm going Whoa! to the next week. And then I'm going to Italy for a month. With so the new boy? <laughs> but he's the one to put oh yeah okay i would just have to be patient to see where this goes because now i'm really curious about how he looks like because yeah. <laughs> it's totally different jeremy and rick looks totally different you know yeah you don't have a particular type your type is older men <laughs> good men yes older good men yes, yes. not mm-hmm. older creepy men no (laughs) behind that is that you in the picture no people say that i bought that at home goods (laughs) well it looks just like you you should just say that it's you (laughs) do you have any roommates no this is my it's like a studio so the bedroom and the kitchen yeah i live in a studio i I love it it's perfect i love it too okay erica thanks so much i really don't want to take any more of your time. <laughs> I appreciate you reaching out to me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, of course. I will send you a link when this is all done. And I will have clips too. Give me like a few few weeks for the clips. The audio okay. would be relatively easy for editing, but the clips will mm-hmm. take me some time. Okay, perfect. I'm Yay, excited. thanks, Erica, again mm-hmm. so much. Thank you so much. Bye. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.